Hello, everyone. My name's Ariel. Yes, really. And this is Fairy Tale. Today, I bring you three stories The Clever Weaver, as found in the Olive Fairy Book by Andrew Lang, The Goat's Ears of the Emperor Trojan in the Violet Fairy Book, and Rapunzel from the Red Fairy Book. The Clever Weaver Once upon a time, the king of a faraway country was sitting on his throne, listening to the complaints of his people and judging between them. That morning there had been fewer cases than usual to deal with, and the king was about to rise and go into his gardens, when a sudden stir was heard outside, and the Lord High Chamberlain entered, and inquired if his majesty would be graciously pleased to receive the ambassador of a powerful emperor who lived in the east, and was greatly feared by the neighboring sovereigns. The king, who stood in as much dread of him as the rest, gave orders that the envoy should be admitted at once, and that a banquet should be prepared in his honor. Then he settled himself again on his throne, wondering what the envoy had to say. The envoy said nothing. He advanced to the throne where the king was awaiting him, and, stooping down, traced on the floor with a rod which he held in his hand a black circle all round it. Then he sat down on a seat that was near, and took no further notice of anyone. The king and his courtiers were equally mystified and enraged at this strange behavior, but the envoy was sat as calm and still as an image, and it soon became plain that they would get no explanation from him. The ministers were hastily summoned to a council, but not one of them could throw any light upon the subject. This made the king more angry than ever, and he told them that unless before sunset they could find someone capable of solving the mystery, he would hang them all. The king was, as the minister knew, a man of his word, and they quickly mapped out the city into districts so that they might visit house by house and question the occupants as to whether they could fathom the action of the ambassador. Most of them received no reply except a puzzled stare, but luckily one of them was more observant than the rest, and on entering an empty cottage where a swing was swinging of itself, he began to think it might be worthwhile for him to see the owner. Opening a door leading into another room, he found a second swing, swinging gently like the first, and from the window he beheld a patch of corn and a willow which moved perpetually without any wind, in order to frighten away the sparrows. Feeling more and more curious, he descended the stairs and found himself in a large light workshop in which sat a weaver at his loom. But all the weaver did was to guide his threads, for the machine that he had invented to set in motion the swings and willow pole made the loom work. When he saw the great wheel standing in the corner and guessed the use of it, the merchant heaved a sigh of relief. At any rate, if the weaver could not guess the riddle, he at least might put the minister on the right track. So without more ado, he told the story of the circle and ended by declaring that the person who could explain its meaning should be handsomely rewarded. Come with me at once, he said. The sun is low in the heavens and there is no time to lose. The weaver stood thinking for a moment, then walked across to a window, out of which was a hen coop with two knuckle bones lying beside it. These he picked up, and taking the hen from the coop, he tucked it under his arm. I'm ready, he answered, turning to the minister. In the hall, the king still sat on his throne, and the envoy in his seat. Signing to the minister to remain where he was, the weaver advanced on the envoy, and placed the knuckle bones on the floor beside him. For answer, the envoy took a handful of millet seed out of his pocket and scattered it round, upon which the weaver sat down the hen, who ate it up in a moment. At that, the envoy rose without a word and took his departure.
As soon as he left the hall, the king beckoned to the weaver. You alone seem to have guessed the riddle, said he, and great shall be your reward. But tell me, I pray you, what it all means. The meaning, O king, replied the weaver, is this. The circle drawn by the envoy round your throne is the message of the emperor, and it signifies, if I send an army and surround your capital, will you lay down your arms? The knuckle bones which I placed before him said, you are but children in comparison to us. Toys like these are the only playthings you are fit for. The millet that he scattered was an emblem of the number of soldiers that his master can bring into the field. But by the hen which ate up the seed, he understood that one of our men could destroy a host of theirs. I do not think, he added, that the emperor will declare war. You have saved me in my honor, cried the king, and wealth and glory shall be heaped upon you. Name your reward, and you shall have it even up to half my kingdom. The small farm outside the city gates, as a marriage portion for my daughter, is all I ask, answered the weaver, and it was all he would accept. Only, O king, were his parting words, I would beg of you to remember that weavers are also of value to a state, and that they are sometimes clever even than ministers. The Goat's Ears of the Emperor Trojan once upon a time, there lived an emperor whose name was Trojan, and he had ears like a goat. Every morning, when he was shaved, he asked if the man saw anything odd about him, and as each fresh barber always replied that the emperor had goat's ears, he was at once ordered to be put to death. Now, after this state of things had lasted a good while, there was hardly a barber left in the town that could shave the emperor, and it came to be the turn of the master of the company of barbers to go up into the palace. But, unluckily, at the very moment he should have set out, the master fell suddenly ill and told one of his apprentices that he must go in his stead. When the youth was taken to the emperor's bedroom, he was asked why he had come and not his master. The young man replied that the master was ill and there was no one but himself who could be trusted with the honor. The emperor was satisfied with the answer and sat down and let a sheet of fine linen be put round him. Directly the young barber began his work, he, like the rest, marked the goat's ears of the emperor. But when he had finished, the emperor asked his usual question as to whether the youth had noticed anything odd about him. The young man replied calmly, No, nothing at all. This pleased the emperor so much that he gave him twelve ducats and said, Henceforth you shall come every day to shave me. So when the apprentice returned home, the master inquired how he had got on with the emperor, and the young man answered, Oh, very well, and he says I am to shave him every day, and he has given me these twelve ducats. But he said nothing about the goat's ears of the emperor. From this time, the apprentice went regularly up to the palace, receiving each morning twelve ducats in payment. But after a while, his secret, which he had carefully kept, burned within him, and he longed to tell it to somebody. His master saw there was something on his mind and asked what it was. The youth replied that he had been tormenting himself for some months and should never feel easy until someone shared his secret. Well, trust me, said the master. I will keep it to myself, or, if you do not like that, confess it to your pastor, or go into some field outside the town and dig a hole, and after you've dug it, kneel down and whisper your secret three times into the hole, then put back the earth and come away. The apprentice thought that this seemed the best plan, and that very afternoon went into the meadows outside of the town, dug a deep hole, then knelt and whispered to it three times over, The Emperor Trojan has goat's ears. And as he said so, a great burden seemed to roll off him, and he shoveled the earth carefully back and ran lightly home. Weeks passed away, and there sprang up in the hole an elder tree which had three stems, all as straight as poplars. 
Some shepherds, tending their flocks nearby, noticed the tree growing there, and one of them cut down a stem to make flutes of. But directly he began to play, the flute would do nothing but sing, The Emperor Trojan has goat's ears. Of course, it was not long before the whole town knew of this wonderful flute and what it said, and at last the news reached the emperor in his palace. He instantly sent for the apprentice and said to him, What have you been saying about me to all my people? The culprit tried to defend himself by saying he had never told anyone what he had noticed, but the emperor, instead of listening, only drew his sword from its sheath, which so frightened the poor fellow that he confessed exactly what he had done, and how he had whispered the truth three times to the earth, and how in the very spot an elder tree had sprung up, and flutes had been cut from it, which would only repeat the words he had said. Then the emperor commanded his coach be made ready, and he took the youth with him, and they drove to the spot, for he wished to see for himself whether the young man's confession was true. But when they reached the place, only one stem was left. So the emperor desired his attendants to cut him a flute from the remaining stem, and when it was ready, he ordered his chamberlain to play on it. But no tune could the chamberlain play, though he was the best flute player about the court. Nothing came but the words, The Emperor Trojan has goat's ears. Then the emperor knew that even the earth gave up its secrets, and he granted the young man his life, but never allowed him to be his barber any more. Rapunzel Once upon a time there lived a man and his wife who were very unhappy because they had no children. These good people had a little window at the back of the house, which looked onto the most lovely garden, full of all manner of beautiful flowers and vegetables, but the garden was surrounded by a high wall, and no one dared to enter, for it belonged to a witch of great power, who was feared by the whole world. One day the woman stood at the window, overlooking the garden, and there saw a bed full of the finest rampion, the leaves looking so fresh and green that she longed to eat them. The desire grew day by day, and just because she knew she couldn't possibly get any, she pined away and became quite pale and wretched. Then her husband grew alarmed and said, What ails you, dear wife? Oh, she answered, if I don't get some rampion to eat out of the garden behind the house, I know I shall die. The man, who loved her dearly, thought to himself, Come, rather than let your wife die, you shall fetch her some rampion, no matter the cost. So at dusk he climbed over the wall into the witch's garden, and hastily gathering a handful of rampion leaves, he returned them to his wife. She made them into a salad, which tasted so good that for her longing for the forbidden food was greater than ever. If she were to know any peace of mind, there was nothing for it but that her husband should climb over the garden wall again and fetch her some more. So at dusk over he got, but when he reached the other side he drew back in terror, for there standing before him was the old witch. How dare you, she said with a wrathful glance, climb into my garden and steal my rampion like a common thief. You shall suffer for your foolhardiness. Oh, he implored, part of my presumption, necessity alone drove me to the deed. My wife saw your rampion from her window and conceived such desire for it that she would certainly have died if her wish had not been gratified. The witch anger was a little appeased, and she said, if it's as you say, you may take as much rampion away with you as you like, but on one condition only, that you give me the child your wife will shortly bring into the world. All shall go well with it, and I will look after it as a mother. The man in his terror agreed to everything she asked, and as soon as the child was born, the witch appeared, and having given it the name Rapunzel, which is the same as rampion, she carried it off with her. Rapunzel was the most beautiful child under the sun. 
when she was twelve years old the witch shut her up in a tower in the middle of a great wood and the tower had neither stairs nor doors only high up at the very top a very small window when the old witch wanted to get in she stood underneath and called out rapunzel rapunzel let down your golden hair for rapunzel had wonderful long hair and it was as fine as spun gold Whenever she heard the witch's voice, she unloosened her plates and let her hair fall out of the window about twenty yards below, and the old witch climbed up by it. After they had lived like this for a few years, it happened one day that a prince was riding through the wood and passed by the tower. As he drew near it, he heard someone singing so sweetly that he stood spellbound and listened. It was Rapunzel, in her loneliness, trying to while away the time by letting her sweet voice ring out in the wood. The prince longed to see the owner of the voice but he sought in vain for a door in the tower. He rode home, but he was so haunted by the song that he returned every day to the wood and listened. One day, when he was standing thus behind a tree, he saw the old witch approach and heard her call out, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your golden hair. Then Rapunzel let down her plates, and the witch climbed up by them. So that's the staircase, is it? said the prince. Then I too will climb it and try my luck. So on the following day, at dusk, he went to the foot of the tower and cried, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your golden hair. And as soon as she let it down, the prince climbed up. At first, Rapunzel was terribly frightened when a man came in, for she had never seen one before. But the prince spoke to her so kindly and told her that his heart had been so touched by her singing that he felt he should know no peace of mind till he had seen her. Very soon Rapunzel forgot her fear, and when he asked her to marry him, she consented at once. For she thought, he is young and handsome, and I'll certainly be happier with him than with the old witch. So she put her hand in his and said, Yes, I will gladly go with you, only how am I to get down from the tower? Every time you come to see me, you must bring a skein of silk with you, and I will make a ladder of them, and when it is finished, I will climb down by it, and you will take me away on your horse. They arranged that till the ladder was ready. He was to come to her every evening, because the old woman was with her during the day. The old witch, of course, knew nothing of what was going on, until Rapunzel, not thinking what she was about, turned to the old witch and said, "'How is it, good mother, that you were so much harder to pull up than the young prince? He is always with me in a moment.' "'Oh, you wicked child!' cried the witch. "'What is this I hear? I thought I had hidden you safely away from the whole world, and in spite of it you have managed to deceive me.' In her wrath she seized Rapunzel's beautiful hair, wound it round and round her left, then grasping a pair of scissors in her right, snip-snap, off it came, and the beautiful plates lay on the ground. And, worse than this, she was so hard-hearted that she took Rapunzel to a lonely desert place, and left her there to live in loneliness and misery. But on the evening of the day in which she had driven poor Rapunzel away, the witch fastened the plates to a hook on the window, and when the prince came and called out, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your golden hair, she let them down, and the prince climbed up as usual, but instead of his beloved Rapunzel he found the old witch, who fixed her evil glittering eyes upon him and cried mockingly, <laughs> You thought to find your lady love, but the pretty bird has flown and its song is dumb. The cat caught it and will scratch your eyes out too. Rapunzel is lost to you forever. You will never see her more. The prince was beside himself with grief, and in his despair he jumped right down from the tower, and though he escaped with his life, the thorns among which he fell pierced out his eyes. Then he wandered, blind and miserable, through the wood, eating nothing but roots and berries, and weeping and lamenting the loss of his lovely bride. 
So he wandered about for some years, as wretched and unhappy as he could well be, and at last he came to the desert place where Rapunzel was living. Of a sudden he heard a voice which seemed strangely familiar to him. He walked eagerly in every direction of the sound, and when he was quite close, Rapunzel recognized him and fell on his neck and wept. But two of her tears touched his eyes, and in a moment they became quite clear again, and he saw as well as he had ever done. Then he led her to his kingdom, where they were received and welcomed with great joy, and they lived happily ever after. Thank you so much for listening this evening, or this morning, or whenever you happen to be tuning in. You can support Fairy Tale and help me pay Scott a living wage by leaving a rating and review on whatever app you're listening on, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Also, if you feel so moved, you can donate to the podcast at ko-fi.com slash chaos underscore lily, that's L-I-L-L-Y, or find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash chaoslilycreations. If you so choose, you can also reach out to us and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok under Chaos Lily Creations. Thank you so much. This is Ariel, swimming off. Starting your own podcast can be intimidating, especially when it comes to figuring out how to best spread the word. When starting Fairy Tale, hands down, the most recommended site was Buzzsprout, and more than six months later, I certainly couldn't agree more. Working with Buzzsprout has allowed us to get published and track our audience on every major platform, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Plus, you get a great look at all the analytics you could possibly want. Personally, I love looking at the world map to see where my listeners are. You also get audio players that you can embed into other websites and an easily personalized website. They also now offer easy ways to find sponsors and affiliate marketplace and display other methods that listeners can support your podcast at, like Patreon. Use the link in the show notes below to sign up for Buzzsprout today, and you'll also get a $20 Amazon gift card. We can't be together in person right now, but we can be together in the podsphere. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout today. Clever Weaver. Once upon a time, in the <laughs> once upon a time, the king of a country. Wow, I cannot read today. Also, if you would kindly, er, mm. <laughs> once upon a time, the king of a faraway country was sitting on his throne, listening to the complaints of his people and judging between them. That morning, there have been fewer cases than usual to deal with. I forgot to close a window. <laughs>